Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where we talk quality of healthcare and explore what that actually means. Let's dig into performance measurements, the equipped platform, pharmacy goals, and personal goals. We will also occasionally cover topical healthcare news and maybe throw into the conversation a few of our own nerdy passions and hobbies. So turn us up. The Quality Corner Show starts now. Hello, Quality Corner Show listeners. This is your host, Nick Dorich, and we welcome you to episode number 33 of the Quality Corner Show. Today, we're going to bring you a fantastic new podcast episode focusing once again on our favorite topic of quality improvement. Recently, we've had a bit of a focus on updating your quality improvement process and understanding your applicable data. Although there have been a few exciting tangents, just like last week's episode that focused on new opportunities. Our goal for today is to focus back on that quality improvement process, but more specifically, who can be involved with the process. Having a plan for quality improvement always needs to exist, and the involvement of the team members for that program cannot be overlooked. With that comment, I am now happy to introduce my team member for today's episode, our very special guest, and a welcome addition to the PQS team. It is my pleasure to welcome Jasmine Perry to the PQS team and to the podcast. Jasmine, say hello to our podcast listeners. Thank you, Nick. I'm excited to be featured as a guest on this week's show to discuss quality improvement from the student perspective. Yeah, this is going to be great. I already mentioned that Jasmine is a new member of the PQS team and as a guest for this episode, but would be great if we can get some more specific content. So Jasmine, what are you working on as a member of the pharmacy uh, team and, and how did you come to PQS? I'm a rising third year student pharmacist at the UNC Eshelman School of Pharmacy. And I actually learned about PQS through a U.S. healthcare course taught by Professor John Easter. During a lecture, he mentioned PQS's role in quality improvement. So I did a quick Google search and saw the content from the lecture and practice through the initiatives and projects at PQS. I'm really excited to be a PQS team member. And I actually joined the team about one month ago as a communications intern. I have been working with the team to combine my pharmacy knowledge with my passion to disseminate information through social media and writing. I currently operate a YouTube channel called Dose of Jasmine that focuses on the student experience in pharmacy school. This internship is definitely helping both professionally and with my social media footprint. You heard that correctly, everyone. Jasmine is a student pharmacist that has joined the PQS team this summer as part of an internship program, and we are very excited to have her contributing to our efforts. Much of the conversations I have had with Jasmine have focused on how student pharmacists and or technicians can help contribute to the quality improvement process for pharmacies. Today, we're going to explore this topic and hopefully uh, this gives your pharmacy some new ideas about how to engage your other staff members with the quality improvement process. Jasmine, are you ready to begin? Yes, let's go. As we've discussed in prior episodes, quality measures are not a new topic in healthcare, but they are relatively new to pharmacy. That does cause some disruption in that some pharmacists may not have been trained in quality measures, or they may have graduated from pharmacy school before the introduction of medication-related quality measures. While continuing education or CE may exist for for quality measures, and while that is not the only method of education, it also does present a learning curve for many pharmacists. Jasmine, we know from the ACPE accreditation standards for pharmacy curriculum that quality improvement and measures are now covered 
in education as part of the pharmacy school. Do you mind sharing how some of that has been included with your classes or perhaps some of your practice experiences? Of course. As mentioned before, my school requires each student to take a U.S. healthcare course to learn in depth the transition from volume to value-based care. During the course, we learn about quality metrics and the methods used in pharmacy practice to improve patient care. The course is our first introduction to the role of a pharmacist in improving patient health outcomes in the community pharmacy space. Quality measures are also introduced through pharmacotherapy courses. Medication therapy problems are identified using PQA resources. This allows an introduction to both PQA and common gaps in care in patients with both acute and chronic medical conditions. We are introduced to quality measures during our immersion experiences in community pharmacies. The summer after my first year of pharmacy school, I completed an experience in a community pharmacy that allowed pharmacists to practice at the top of their license by aiding in medication regimen optimization. As a student pharmacist, it was really exciting to see the impact pharmacists have on the quality of care patients receive. As the immersion experience progressed, I was able to work directly with a practicing pharmacist to identify non-adherent patients and have targeted interventions to improve their health. It was incredibly rewarding to use my clinical knowledge from the classroom to speak with patients about their medication therapy problems and work with their providers to improve their adherence, determine drug-drug interactions, and provide alternative medication recommendations for high-risk therapies. Jasmine, thanks for the response. Uh, as, as expected, whether it was learning in class or through your experiences, already it, there's been a lot that's thrown on to your plate uh, related to quality measures. If you don't mind just giving a, a quick summary, it, it's something that I find interesting uh, because with this topic, it, it's not something that's familiar with to every pharmacist. In your experiences, have you had pharmacists that are really familiar with the measures do you, or, or quality improvement process? Are there some that are still learning to it? Uh, and this is just your experiences and it's certainly not the case for every pharmacist, but what have you seen as far as the breadth and depth of knowledge with regards to quality measures and quality improvement process? So from my experience, I have noticed that there are some innovative pharmacists who do fully embrace value-based care, but I've also noticed that there are some pharmacists who don't exactly embrace quality metrics and the impact that it can have on patient care. So from my experience, I have seen pharmacists that embrace it wholeheartedly um, and that they have a better relationship with patients and can ultimately have a huge impact on health outcomes. I work with a combination of the two, but I think those that are more open to quality metrics have a huge impact. Yeah, Jasmine, that's a great point. We've seen and had that conversation with a lot of pharmacists that um, ultimately, if you're taking care of the patient, that's generally going to be the best indicator for success, best relationship that they're going to have patient provider, patient pharmacist, et cetera. So those items should align. May not always be the case, but there definitely should be alignment. We're going to go ahead on to question two. Uh, quality improvement we've, we've addressed uh, does involve a team effort. For your part, Jasmine, you have worked in a community pharmacy practice, and you've already explained some of your introductory pharmacy practice experience, or IPPEs, and I am sure that quality improvement efforts have been involved to a varying degree with those experiences. There is obviously a difference between a student pharmacist intern that is working at the pharmacy uh, as opposed to taking that IPPE experience when you're only there for a couple of weeks. Uh, you have that both of that experience as a working intern at a pharmacy, but also through those IPPEs. How would you suggest a pharmacy consider incorporating student pharmacists like yourselves, like yourself, or maybe other pharmacy technicians into their routine quality improvement process? 
I have been both an early immersion experience student where I've spent a few weeks at a site and I've also been a pharmacy intern who works regularly in the community pharmacy space. As an early immersion student, it can be difficult to truly impact patient care beyond small interventions. But as a pharmacy intern who works regularly, we can be huge assets to the team in terms of improving quality measures. Relationship building is key when aiming to impact patient care and health outcomes. And from my experience, patients respond more readily to interventions when they are familiar with the pharmacist or pharmacy student. I suggest pharmacists utilize pharmacy interns to complete medication therapy interventions whenever possible. Not only does it allow the patient to interact with a familiar face or voice, but it also gives students an opportunity to think critically about clinical problems and learn critical communication skills that pharmacists must possess. Since working as a pharmacy intern, my pharmacy manager pushes me to review medication profiles and conduct interventions based on clinical guidelines and quality metrics data. These experiences have been invaluable and I have grown tremendously as a student pharmacist. The same can be true for pharmacy interns and pharmacy technicians. Patients may be familiar with pharmacy technicians and more willing to listen to their recommendations. I encourage pharmacists to utilize both interns and technicians to improve quality measures. Pharmacy is all about teamwork and everyone's goal is to improve patient care. Thanks, Jasmine. The teamwork aspect, really important from my consideration. Uh, you had mentioned how pharmacists can be working with the students or, or the technicians. I, I think that's an important part. Pharmacists, and I say this as a pharmacist, we tend to be type A personalities. There's a lot of control aspect to this, but uh, there's not enough time in the day for every pharmacist to be working through for all of those efforts. So um, can you give some maybe specific examples for, from, your, from yourself, from your experience as a student pharmacist, what are some of those quality improvement processes or what were things that were handed off to technicians? Uh, obviously doing a clinical review is going to still be done largely by the pharmacist, but what are more of the process-based items that students and technicians can be doing routinely? I guess the best example would be during my IPPEs. As I stated before, I worked with a community pharmacy that was really, really innovative, and the pharmacy technicians had really great relationships with patients in the community. So I know sometimes we can have interventions via phone, but the technicians can identify patients who are on the border of being non-adherent or patients who are non-adherent. So they will make notes on their bags to let them know that they should be adherent to their medications. Also, they have an intervention at the cash register as they were checking out that allowed the technician to have a conversation with the patient and provided a written reminder to the patient, hey, maybe I should be on my medications and take them more readily. Jasmine, thanks for that description. I think that really does make a big difference. And certainly patient to patient, uh, the staff is going to have an understanding that a written reminder for the patient or specifically calling over the pharmacist, different people are going to react different ways. So it's good to have some different approach, but ultimately the staff, the different staff members that may be interacting, the personal relationships there make a huge difference. Moving on to our third question, let's talk about how student pharmacists can also help educate the pharmacy team members. Earlier, we discussed education about quality measures and how this is new to many pharmacists. As a student, you're often exposed and educated about newer, new ideas or programs through your pharmacy curriculum. Whether it's talking about a, a proportion of days covered PDC measure or thinking about new ways to outreach with patients or providers, how can you as a student pharmacist help a pharmacy team learn and take on some of these new initiatives? Education is key and pharmacy students are often really excited to spread the knowledge we learn in the classroom. It is important for pharmacists to trust student learners and task us with teaching others. 
Topic discussions and lunch and learn sessions are great ways to challenge student pharmacists to learn and grow, but are also great ways to teach pharmacy staff new concepts in a relaxed environment. Student pharmacists can also be tasked with creating graphics or simple one-page documents to explain a concept to pharmacy staff. These tasks may seem trivial, but it gives pharmacy students great experience. It allows students to learn new concepts and learn to communicate these new concepts with technicians. It's a win-win situation. While in my first IPPE experience, my classmate and I were asked to create a one-page document that explained key concepts for inhaler use. It seemed like a simple task, but by creating this document, we were able to counsel patients, teach the team, and ultimately impact patient care. The one-page document could be referenced by anyone in the pharmacy and could also be used as a guide when speaking with patients about inhaler use and adherence. One small task led to a huge impact and it was extremely rewarding. Jasmine, thanks for that example. I really love that. It, it also brings something to mind for me uh, because as a, for myself as a pharmacist, there's all kinds of new information to keep up with. Uh, as it relates to new drugs, new studies, new information. But you also have to think about what's the best way to approach and teach patients or other providers uh, or, or just your other pharmacy staff members. I think the teaching from a student uh, to the rest of a pharmacy team is very important. I, I do think it's a two-way street as well. So for that pharmacy, how do you provide, or when you are providing a recommendation to the student to, to teach about a new topic, what's the best way for that format? If you're going to have them do a lunch and learn, you as a pharmacy should, have, should know what key items uh, should be included. Do you want to have case examples? Uh, when you're doing a one-pager like you referenced, are there key items that are referenced in a one-pager? It's not sufficient, and it's not really a good learning experience for, for anyone, the student or the pharmacist, if it's a simple task of just complete something, complete X, complete Y, right? You want to have more specific details um, so that it really lets its, it lends itself to a better process throughout. So I appreciate that context, Jasmine. It's a lot of good information and, and the example there, I think uh, really goes to highlight uh, where, where students can be assisting a pharmacy. Well, well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, there we have it, folks. Jasmine, I appreciate your willingness to come on board for the podcast and to speak about how we can engage students with the quality improvement process. It's all about learning and growing, but that does go both ways. It's important for the student pharmacist to have a positive growth opportunity with the pharmacy, but I always found that the best preceptors or bosses I had were the ones that challenged me to teach them. It makes you feel uncomfortable, but uh, feeling uncomfortable isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's all about the perspective. One thing that is interesting to me is the methods by which we learn. We recently spoke with Shannon Staten about learning remotely and how that can be done in many ways. It's certainly, it's, it's becoming more and more necessary uh, just given our timeline here in 2020. Uh, as I understand how people, including pharmacists, absorb new information, the method is just as important as the information itself. Jasmine, a final question or item for you as a student pharmacist, uh, how do you find people can, can learn effectively? Do you have any personal experience with sharing a message or method of communications that is unique or embraces new forms of technology? And since you already referenced your podcast or your YouTube channel, rather, at the beginning of the episode, you may have some unique experiences to share how that really fits in well. Sure. So after listening to Shannon's podcast, I would have to say that I totally agree with the concept of micro learning. Giving information in bite-sized pieces allows for information retention. I also think that using graphics and songs can aid in the learning process. 
Technology allows for quick and easy creation of graphics that can be color-coded to coincide with different topics. Graphics allow for visual cues to remember topics. Also, it may seem silly, but pairing information to the beat of your favorite song will help you remember more than simply reading notes or highlighting in a book. A fun example is the president's song I learned in high school. It seemed silly at the time, but I still remember the name of every United States president. Jasmine, uh, much to the relief of our listeners of the podcast, I won't have you go through the song and prove that you can name all the pharmacists, uh, although <laughs> that would definitely add a few minutes here uh, to, to our podcast. But I certainly agree. Uh, I know that I had some classmates that when we were studying late at the library and pharmacy school would take the song approach. So different, different ways to approach it become very useful uh, for, for different, for different folks, but appreciate this here, Jasmine, you've been great on the podcast and I appreciate your willingness to join today's show. Any final comments for our listeners today? As a student pharmacist, I want to emphasize the importance of incorporating student pharmacists and technicians into workflow to improve quality measures. We are great assets to the team and we can accomplish great things in terms of patient care. That's absolutely right. Certainly something that we can all get behind where we're made stronger uh, by all the parts that we bring together for the team and bringing new thoughts while that, while that may be a challenge uh, that does make us better. So my final thoughts for today are going to be pretty straightforward. Uh, education and engagement are incredibly important for the quality improvement process. Yes, new information is always available, and it can be stressful and confusing to learn new things, but it's also incredibly important for us to understand measurement and to learn new techniques. We should be comfortable to some degree with trying and failing as long as we learn from that experience. Utilizing student pharmacists to help you learn is, is also a part of that learning experience. Take advantage of this opportunity as this situation is certainly one where a rising tide lifts all boats. So let's all go forward. Let's share our learnings, share our effective techniques, and communicate with our fellow pharmacists, including our student pharmacists and, of course, our pharmacy technicians. With that final request for our podcast listener, we thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Quality Corner Show. Now, until next time. Our team here at PQS has a couple of favors to ask of you, our podcast listener. First, we encourage you to share this podcast with two friends, because if you share this with two friends, each of them shares it with two friends, it really helps us hit a larger listening audience. Second, we also want to take a moment to remind you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you may find it. And then, if you have any questions or topics you would like us to address, please contact us. The best way to do so is to email info at pharmacyquality.com. Let us know what is on your mind and what we can address so that you are fully informed. Our goal is to continuously improve our podcast content and to provide meaningful information to our listeners based on the current topics in healthcare, technology, and quality measurement. We want to help you become as effective as possible in how you care for patients and improve public health outcomes. So until next time, we wish you well.